Jonesy, this podcast had it all. Three racing states and we went even went international. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Uh, I think a podcast of this caliber should transcend jurisdictions. Mm. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And um, just how much of a phenomenal occasion it is. and The turnover. The t- <laughs> My God. The turnover is phenomenal, but it also, <laughs> I, I think it shone a little light. On the uh, on the turnover that we have on our greatest race here in Australia, but uh, more on that during the podcast. Yeah, I would have thought so. And if you're going to turn some over this weekend, where would you do something like that? I think you're going to turn some over with Team Orange, and that's the good people at Ned's. Look, the Winter Carnival's heating up. We're on the back end of the Adelaide Carnival. Thank God, some would say. <laughs> um, so open up your Ned's app and gamble responsibly in there. Um, check us out on our profiles. You can follow us in on a few bets if you like. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I'll tell you what, everything you could possibly do on the Ned's app is what you want to do. Get weird and exotic for us, drifters. Absolutely. And uh tell you what, some of the drifters are following in what we've posted or what I've posted, um, those three-leg multis and two-leg multis for the yep. Queensland Derby and the Cox Plate. And there was another one there, the Stradbroke as well. So a couple of drifters have um, following our coattails and, you know, it's good to have a long, long-term long play. You've pulled it off before. Yes. No reason why it can't happen again. Absolutely. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On the Drift Podcast. G'day, champ. I was looking for some winners. Sure thing. Please hold. Moses won the 10,000 from Paolo Away goes Anima and the Rose Hill getting. But Home Affairs has made a mess of them. Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence. Home Thunderstruck went boom over the top. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Thanks for waiting. No guarantees, but we'll see what we can do. Ah, sounds about right. Mate, what's happened? Melbourne Cup variant. <laughs> Mate, the old, ultimate Victorian strain of coronavirus decided to bend me over and just go in dry. Gee whiz, no lubricant, been hit for six. <laughs> but hey, yeah, at least you sound good. I feel like it's made you, it's improved your, your vocal cords. Yeah, more of a... Uh, seductive sort of croaky tone uh, I've, I've been told um, no nah, yeah certainly mate um, oh hit me for six like got home yesterday and just went downhill rapidly <laughs> like what? did the um, did the rat test and I think it was world record time for the uh, the positive second red line to show up on the ratty it was like <laughs> instantaneous <laughs> I was like, oh, can you believe it? Oh, After nearly man. three years of COVID-19, I finally, finally contracted it. Uh, I feel for you, bro. And it does. It really, really does just hit you for six quite quickly. So um, hopefully you're feeling better soon, mate. But um, weekend away. So clearly your immune system was down because, you know, we might have had a couple of beers on the weekend. Um, yeah, lots of beers, lots of chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the size of the palmies down there are absolutely absurd. 
oh, it just it's like everybody uh, we're on a different planet. And it's like, what size are these chooks? Unbelievable. Now we might have been a few beers deep, right? But I couldn't yeah. believe uh, the ordering in hindsight. Our ordering was just absolutely absurd. So basically, after the race day drifters on Saturday, we went to the local pub next to us, and they and as the guy was sat down the menus, he was like. Oh, by the way, we have dollar wings tonight. <laughs> we were like, you're kidding. Because we we wanted some chicken. And we were like, oh, we'll get uh we'll get twenty wings for the table and a palmy. Now we weren't betting that the palmy that was gonna be set onto us was about the size of a small cow. It was enormous. Absolutely enormous, mate. It was like a bloody emu parmigiana. It was, <laughs> it was insane. I've never seen anything like it. It was it was bloody good though, but we couldn't bloody finish it. So uh, that was that was uh, unfortunate. But do you reckon it's a fair assessment that we basically spent our time at four places mainly: uh, the Airbnb, the casino, Mooney Valley, and Flemington? Oh, mate, no doubt, um, no doubt, and that pretty much carried on for me when I stayed back. <laughs> The cup day, it was literally the hotel, Flemington, casino. Like it, it was, it was like a Bermuda Triangle just gets sucked in and trapped, and you can never leave. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a big week, mate. It really was. It was, and my, and my immune system was, was certainly on the lower end of the spectrum, and and yeah, COVID just noticed and homed in on me viciously. Well, it hasn't even knocked you around, right? It's I reckon it's taken three of us as victim, uh, as a victim, uh, out of the six of us that were down there. So it's yeah, it's an unreal strike rate, the spicy cough. Yeah, certainly better than our strike rate of picking winners, mate. That is well said. So <laughs> you mentioned the casino there. Um, we I think it'd be amiss of us not to mention the antics that went on on Friday. Oh, mate, some of the most incredible uh, run, probably the most incredible run of luck I have ever seen on a blackjack table, mate. It was absolutely incredible. It was ridiculous. It was like, it was like he saw the four decks or whatever they have in there all face up. (laughs) He knew exactly what what the dealer had. They had too many. And for the sake of this story, at least, the house was able to stand off on 22. In what world? In mate, what world? Mate, as if, as if Crown Casino, like the house always wins, right? The, the very nature of a casino, that every game there is rigged in the favour of the casino. Otherwise, oh. they'd be going bust. And then they bend the rules of blackjack so that, okay, they get 21. Cool. Obviously, it's a, it's a standoff if you've got blackjack. If not, they win. But then... 22, they they draw 22 dealer. See, in my book, that's under the definition of too fucking many. <laughs> and I think I think the punters would agree. The drifters would agree. It was absolute <laughs> bullshit. I've never seen a bigger load of shit in all my life. Oh, mate, couldn't believe it. Um, but, yeah, so our, our mate Matt Dolan had an absolutely incredible, incredible run of blackjack. Um, you know, obviously, we don't need to go into details from a monetary perspective, but he was 
he just did the right. It was it was a shock when he lost the hand, mate. Like he he'd get fifteen or sixteen. He'd be like, yep, hit it. Um, he'd get a low number. Um, you know, he'd, he'd get a pair of aces. Get blackjack on both. Like it was just. Absolutely yeah. incredible, mate. Um, the likes of which I've never seen and I doubt I'll ever see it again. No, and there was one one astute drifter that was just like, you know, he was walking around and going like, oh, what's what's this young man up to? And he could just see – he could see the momentum that it was generated behind him. And the smartest move that he did was not join the table and play against him. He just bet behind him and he was cleaning up yeah. as well. That's the definition of what Jesus Christ said in the Bible as a good Samaritan, mate. It's a good, good Samaritan. He, he, like when he came and sat next to Dolab, and I thought he was going to start playing the game. I was like, "Well, you're just throwing all this juju out of whack." But the young man, um, drifter of the week, let's call him. Uh, <laughs> he, he, just decided, <clears throat> he just decided to get back on the back of Doey and just ride that luck. Mate, all aboard that train, mate. All aboard that train. It was absolutely incredible. Choo-choo. Mate, he may as well have been Craig Williams on my ice bath getting him home. My goodness. Fuck <laughs> me, <dude. laughs> Honestly. <laughs> mate, we, we said, what did we say? She has to go on the quaddy. She did. And I'm not going to lie, Drifters. I saw the creek get into eighty, and I said, fuck that. No way is she getting any of my money. And I looked at ice bath at the top of the Top of the market. I'm like, well, you you must be my pony. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, look, well deserved group one, and I think I even might have said it on the podcast. Like these these are the sort of races she wins. Like like eleven or twelve bucks, you know, coming off a, a subpar run. It's the sort of races that that she wins when she's balls deep into a prep. No, she she was great. Ice bath um, in secret was good. Um, you know, probably clearly the run of the day at Flemington. We just got pipped. Um, we sharp and smart in the Derby. Man's man, voice. I'd say the I'd say the run of the day. Um, oh man, Zoys, fuck me dead. Uh, <laughs> I'd say the run of the day was actually in Rose Hill, Private Eye. Yes, I agree. I agree. He, mate, Joe Pride has got that thing humming, and I'm actually a bit disappointed that he's not. Staying at the twelve hundred in the champion sprint this weekend. Yeah, um, I think the champions miles always been his his grand final. Um, yeah, but you, you have a point. Geez, the versatility on this horse—if he can come out and win the champions mile at Group One, which you know looks like a pretty tidy race too. Mm. Um, look, look out for him in the autumn. He's he's going to be hard to beat in anything he goes in. Um, mate, have you? Um, have you recovered uh, from your um, from your loss in the Golden Eagle fangirl uh, getting done by an absolute bees? How many times have you watched that replay? Heaps. Sunday Sunday morning, it just kept on popping up on my fucking feed. It was just, my God, it was just tough, tough, tough viewing because <clears throat> if you look at the helicopter shot of that foot of that ride. Hugh has given her the best possible chance. And when when he takes her, I think he took her to the inside instead of the outside and gets stuck behind Mr. Mozart for about four to five strides. You can't knock him because I think he was going for the um, better ground instead of the inferior ground. So even if she takes that inside passage, does she beat him? 
you know, I wish I win. Unsure. But fuck me, Dad. Doesn't fill my pocket. No. Um, oh, my goodness. At, at the 20s on offer, and it wasn't just you. Half our group of mates was, was on as well, so it would have told a very different tale of that evening, I believe. But, um, yeah, Derby Day was it was an interesting day. I certainly, you know, finished on a high with me best of the day. Asura getting up in the last. But I tell you what, if she, if she didn't win, I would have been in licorice all sorts, mate. So, yeah, um, always good day though, Derby Day. Like it, it was a blast, mate. It was good. To, it was good to be there again. Absolutely, no, massive, massive fan of the day. It was, it was good fun, mate. Let's get cracking on to this weekend of racing because I want to make this a short and sharp episode. You know what I mean? Because um, yeah, you're a sick man, and you know, they save me vocal cords, put them on ice. Yes, well said. Um, mate, let's get to race six on the program. It's the BRC Dali Champion Sprint. Sounds nice. You have Nature Strip up against Giga Kick, Bella Nibatina, <laughs> Paul Laley, Rockin' Horse Levante. Even the three-year-old Colt, Lofty Strike, has just come into the mix as well. Who did he run fourth in the in the Coolmore, I believe? So he did, yeah. yeah, it's a cracking race, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon it's a good race. Um, glad to see a couple of them come out of the um, the recent sprints we've had, the Manicato and and the uh, and the Everest, uh, and back up in this race. Great to see Lofty Strike from the Coolmore. Um, backing up, yeah, uh, I think it's a good race. Look, the market's found him. It's a good reason he's a champion. He's, he's sub black odds at the moment with with Ned's uh, nature strip. Oh, look, I'm, I'm trusting that he bounces back here. Uh, barrier twelve down the straight is is great. Um, he's proven down the straight. I, yeah, I, I definitely want to take him on, despite the fact that you've got a last start. Everest winner who's unbeaten at six dollars fifty in the market. I think, I think Nate Strips went way too quick in the Everest, and he, he did bloody well to finish fourth. I think J Mac won't be as arrogant uh, on him this time round. Um, he, he doesn't have the likes of Eduardo and and a couple of others sort of making him go a bit nuts out front. Um, yeah, he, he's the one for me. But um, if Gig Kick beats him. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> 7.1 million in prize earnings. You're fucking kidding me. Oh. Just when you when you're out to the races, you know, on, on average, you earn more than 1.2 milli. Oh, <laughs> Five mate. starts, 7.1 mil. Honestly. Honestly. Um, yeah, I agree, mate. Nature Strip should go out and beat these. But I'm very interested to see how Giga Kick goes against him down the straight because he is proven. And Bella Nipatina off that run last start, I think she was assisted by the heavy ground. Um, by my first initial looks, I think I don't I don't think she'll get that ground on the weekend. So um, the horse that I'm quite interested in for my Ned Same Race multi, though, is number 12, Levante. Um, all of the chat from New Zealand is saying that this thing is far better than Rocking Horse, and Rocking Horse was only two lengths off Private Eye first start, um, early this prep. Uh, so that makes me think, and she actually ran a very bold race. Uh, she actually beat home all of the fancy runners that were Grandstand side in the new market as well when Rocking Horse actually knocked her off. 
But I think she can turn the tables here. Mickey D in the saddle can pop up at 30 bucks, can't he? <laughs> he sure can, the fucking good jockey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Zoyce, you're shitting me. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, gee, that really deflated our tyres, didn't it? Um, oh, I was even giving it the put them away. I know. And the, the put, and the put them away put me away. Yeah, oh. really did. So, yeah, nature strip on top. Um, but, I, yeah, Levante in my exotics, I reckon. Um, race seven is the champion's mile. Um, mate. As you said before, private eyes probably leading the market here at three bucks with Neds. Mate, Cascadian's done absolutely nothing wrong. He's 550, second favourite in the market. You have Alligator Blood. Interestingly, Zaki's not here. Um, I haven't heard what's actually... I thought the plan was to drop him back to the mile, but he's actually just stayed at the 2,000 metres. And, mate, what's Tuvalu done wrong now? My, my goodness, two-rack winner. He's 11 bucks if you like him. Uh, and Mike Oberon, the international raider, of course. Well, How would you see this one? Um, oh, mate, firstly, can I just say, when they changed the program around to have the Cantala, which was used to be a handicap race, moving from Derby Day to, to this day, I was like, oh, really? But now that I'm looking at this race and I'm – Reflecting upon what was, you know, again a fantastic Derby Day, mate. I'm I'm quite happy with it. Mm. Three Group Ones on Derby Day, three three Group Ones on Champions Day. Yeah, look, I, I don't mind. Um, yeah, interesting that Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck didn't come back to the mile because I think both their trainers said that uh, they would be doing that, but that was obviously, you know, um, almost two weeks ago. So things things have changed. Oh, look. <laughs> Yeah, this, this race isn't super straightforward, but off what was a, you know, not even a super quick tempo in the Nature Strip Stakes last start, um, from the rear of the field, still absolutely brain him like he did last week. This is his grand final. I, I can't go against Private Eye. He's absolutely, he's flying. He's flying. <laughs> he's flying. That's <laughs> um, Stradbroke form. I can't remember how many times we've said it now. He's elite. Um, he ran super well there from a tough position. He's won an Epsom. I've got no doubt he can stretch out to the mile. Jeez. But I tell you what, if he if he wins this, watch out in the autumn. He could be considered the most informed horse in Australia behind Mo. Um, yeah, so he's going to be my top selection. But, yeah, my Oberon uh, certainly creates some interest. Uh, the international horse. Yeah, look, I, can he win this? Yeah, I think he can. Um, but but I, I just don't want to take on Private Eye. He, he's just absolutely red hot at the moment. Um, yeah, the blood will go forward. Uh, Mr. Brightside will, will sit further on pace. He's a better mile than a 2,000-meter horse, I believe. I think everyone knows that now. You're right about Cascadian, but nah, yeah, I'm with Private Eye. Yeah, I'm seeing it much the same. Like... The only query for me is the quick backup. Um, I've had a look through his profile and he's done it twice and he's finished like there or thereabouts, but I don't think he's been this consistent during that time. Like I think he's still developing into into the mature 
very good horse that he is now. Um, and how's Marzu picking up a $2.5 million bonus check for not winning a race this prep? Oh, Triple Crown are just, just thanking Peter Volandis and just building shrines to Peter Volandis and and praising them and bowing down them, to them every night. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll do that again, but no, good on our boy, Marzu. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mate, you know who I think offers a little bit of value in this race, and it might sound absolutely ridiculous, and I don't know if he's actually going to run, but that's number one, Colding. <laughs> uh, it is a stupid, stupid thing to say. Um, $71, right? Have a couple of each way on him, but I just think out to the out to the mile, and he's proven during his uh, Brisbane campaign that when he gets on good decks, if he is to get a good deck on the weekend, you know he can run well. He has failed the Melbourne way of going, so that is again another query. But you know, top fours that sort of thing can't hurt. <laughs> Oh, look, I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, the old warrior, Colding, she was, um, yeah, look, I would be shocked, but, um, oh, man, at that price, you can say anything you like. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, private eye for both of us. And the champion stakes really is pretty pretty straightforward here. Yeah. No, yeah. The best horse in the country, Animo, with this. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got no doubt in my mind. Draws perfectly again. He's been kissed on the dick this prep. Um, yeah, um, we'll sit sort of just forward in midfield, uh, stalk him and just go bang. Um, oh, I think he might even run better than what he did in the Cox Plate. On Thunderstrikes, the obvious danger. Um, for me, he, he goes sort of around midfield um, and, and could threaten, but nah, there's, there's no way I'm taking on my guy, Mo. Um, he wins this. Yeah. Uh, well said. Uh, elliptical, three-year-old, 51 kilos, thoughts? Nah, nah. Um, look, I don't think there's a single three-year-old we have now um, who would threaten um, our weight for age horses over this sort of distance, to be honest. Um, you could argue, like, who'd be the best three-year-old we have over the sort of 2,000-meter distance? Um, you couldn't. You couldn't really say – oh, you could probably say Sharp and Smart maybe, but, you know, if Sharp and Smart was in this race um, with 51 kilos in his back, I, there's still no way in hell I'll be backing him. No. So, yeah, so no thanks to elliptical as well. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree. Like that spring champion is proving to be quite a good form reference with She's Extreme coming out and braining him in the Oaks and Manzois doing the same and Sharp and Smart running second. Um, but – yeah, no, nah, I think Zaki wins this. And he stamps his authority. Mate, two two bucks is generous almost, I, I might say. Yeah, I think people are probably, excuse me, um, looking at that Cox Plate run and um, seeing how close Thunder got by uh, from a, a terrible position. And that's probably, you know, he's probably going to hold a decent amount of money and, and draw the attention away from, from my guy, Mo. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't. Overly shocked me to see him win it, but nah, I'm just, I'm not taking on mine. Yeah, yeah, agreed, um, mate. Throughout the car, do you have a couple of bets, a couple of plays for us? Um, 
be honest, mate, I just have my best of the day. Um, do you have a couple you want to run through first? Well, I think we'll both have a little play here. Uh, race three, the Amanda Elliott. Mate, go to num- number nine, Bon Her. She got scratched from Mooney Valley f- a couple of weeks ago. Mate, why why can't she beat the boys here? Barry six, perfect draw. Timmy Clark in the saddle, 54 kilos, gets weights off the top weights. You're getting 18 bucks to find out. I think she's a filly with lots of talent. Why can't she? I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. have, I'm gonna find out at that price. At that price, bang. Um and yeah, best of the day. Um, I think it has to be I think it has to be Animo, mate. I think so. Yeah, no, I can't blame you, mate. I can't blame you. Um, you know, I, I tend to make him my best of the day every time I back him. Uh, I've got one uh, in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, though, in, in race four. Uh, number 11, Solcombe. Um, he was just brought over to the country. He was racing over in Europe. Um, got terrific form over there. Uh, the market certainly hasn't missed him. He's $2.80 with Ned's. Um, yeah, Chris Waller trains. Um, they're what, running him once this prep uh, and then just basically aiming him in a Melbourne Cup next year. So certainly one to watch. He's um, He's got terrific form from over there. He'll eat up the ground. Um, yeah, watch out for him in the Melbourne Cup next year. Uh, he's my best of the day. Yeah, I've seen a few international experts say that this thing won't only win, but it will destroy them. So... And to be fair, he's going up against the likes of Warning, so he doesn't have to beat much. <laughs> per cent, a five dollar, five dollar shot. Yeah, like Luna Flair's probably the only one that you'd potentially say, but you know she was she got scratched because she was lame. So uh, who knows if she'll actually run, mate? You know there is another redemption bet for us as well. Race five, number five, Honey Creeper with Hot Nash in the saddle. He can he can whip her into shape. Yeah, Hot Nash Hot Nash could definitely do a job with Honey Creeper. Um, where'd she run on, on the Gold Cup? That's right, Star of India. Gee whiz. Yeah, um, yeah look, she could she could bounce back, mate. Um, you're getting a decent price to find out. Yeah, quick backup interstate trip. I think she might be a little bit of a nutcase. You know what I'm saying? And Nash knows how to deal with them. So, but yeah, yeah. mate. Last time recording a podcast in this very seat, in this room that I'm sitting in, and it's a shame you're not here. Mate, it is a shame, yeah. Um, Send it out with a bang, but um, yeah, I guess with that announcement, mate, have you formally announced anything to the, to the drifters? I haven't, but drifters, I bought a bloody house. Me and my partner, Che Hill, baby. Yeah, baby. How good. Yeah, so and not only that, it's got a bloody granny flat out the back, which we can turn into a horse racing shrine. So which is absolutely fantastic for us. So um expect our setup to get a little bit more profesh looking nice and schmick, but we'll um we're gonna basically uh probably for the Perth Carnival, mate. Um We'll still record every now um, throughout that, and yeah, we'll get we'll get it cracking. The whip's cracking then. 
Brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, can't wait to see what the setup's like. I'm hoping it's, you know, um, certainly taking it to the Ned's level and um, <laughs> and looking absolutely elite, maybe paint the walls orange. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Holy shit. Uh, we'll send the invoice to uh, our good mates at Ned's for that. Um, no doubt. Mate, I'm going to let you rest because you sound like a very sick man. But thank you for, you know, lending your ears to me for half an hour. Mate, um, my pleasure. Oh, yeah, look, um, sorry, Drifters, um, that this one's a bit later than, than normal. And also apologies um, that you're not going to get to see our beautiful mugs on YouTube. Mate, um, I'm actually recording, so it's just going to be me sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you get, they get to see your beautiful mug. But, um, yeah, yeah there's, there's no way I was going to be able to do it last night, man. I was absolutely cooked. So, yeah, glad glad we got through it. Um, it's a great weekend of racing. So, you know, got to do something. Mate, just get some chicken soup, maybe a couple of beers to drown it, and, uh, <laughs> you know, watch Champions Day. Why not? That's not medical advice, by the way. I think that's just that's just friend-to-friend advice. Drifter advice. I think I've had enough beers to last a lifetime last week. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe that's it. You just hung over. You're so yeah. hung over that you test positive. <laughs> it's, it's actually a brand new strain of COVID that I created inside my own body. Uh, all right, mate. Thank you for that. Um, Drifters, we're not going to uh, – we'll do a tipping comp as well this weekend uh, to end off, you know, uh, end the spring carnival, but <clears throat> we won't record next week because there's no group ones, but I believe the first group one in Perth is in a fortnight. So we'll see you then. Sounds good, mate. Best of luck this weekend, Drifters. All right. Hooroo. Bye.